Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. This is Jonathan Edwards with pureandsimplebible.com, and we are in the middle of a mini-series on the Beatitudes with Brother Wesley Hubbard. Now, at the point that this podcast is being released, Wesley has just been ordained as an evangelist. Godspeed, brother. I'm so thankful for the work you've done and the work that you'll continue to do. And years down the road, whenever people are listening to this, Lord willing, uh, it, it may seem, you know, kind of like it's dated, you know. You'll have been a preacher for 10 years, 20 years, however long down the road, whenever people listen to it. But what I think is special about this is that it's a timestamp for a very important event in your life. So, brother, if you're listening to the recording of this, Godspeed, so thankful for all you do. Now, for everyone else who's listening, uh, we have had a conversation on the Beatitudes. We paused with a question about what comes next when we hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so it was a cliffhanger last week. We're bringing it back this week with that same question, and then we'll finish out the Bible study conversation together. So let's jump back into it, shall we? Let me ask a question. Well, how would I do that? You know, how if I'm I'm hungry and thirsty, so that let's say I've prepared myself, how would I put on Christ? And it seems like Jesus answers that in the next few Beatitudes. Is that kind of the structure of this, that, that we're going to be naturally asking these questions? Yeah, and this is really just kind of a... In, uh, Kind of the the outcome, right? When when we're hungering and thirst for righteousness, when we open our Bible and we read and we we study, we're filling our minds and we're filling our our hearts with the words of 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 Christ, with the words of God, uh, and we're studying what He wants us to be and what He wants us to uh, do. You know this t- taking on this this m- merciful attitude, taking on that purity of heart. These are things that are gonna that are gonna be the the, the offspring mm. of this hunger and thirst for r- 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 righteousness. If we're filling ourselves with Christ, this is a natural uh, a- a- outcome. I guess maybe is the yeah. best way to say it. Okay, so we're on verse seven. Verse seven, peacemaker. Yeah. Uh. No, verse 7, at least mine says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Well, I think that's peacemaking. But isn't peacemaker verse 9? I'm confused. Maybe we have two different translations going on here. What translation are you reading from? New American Standard. Oh, okay. I have the ESV. So, so. verse, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are... What's your verse 7 say? Verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Okay, so that's where our... But we've, we did. We, I combined... Oh, you did? Mercy and peacemaking, because it's really... They're separate things, but they're an outflow, outcrop, they're growth of that process, right? Okay. And so... Well, maybe I'll leave this last minute of confusion in for our audience just so they can see how we've worked this out. But I think the question I had asked was, uh, how do we become more Christ-like? How do we fill ourselves with Christ? And and you have now taken these 
Beatitudes and kind of put them together to just as a yeah. to show the outflow of, of what we get when Christ fills us. Yeah, it's it's something that we have to actively work toward. Okay. But again, I think it is a n- n- natural flow. You know, when we hunger and we thirst for r- righteousness and that hunger is being fulfilled, is being s- s- satiated with Christ. Yeah. Uh, then out of that is going to become a more merciful attitude toward uh, others because you you know the state that you were in, right? And you see where you are now, right? In addition to that, those who are peacemakers, those that want to, uh, to have that Christ-like attitude with with uh, others, uh, as far as not being you know not trying to fight with people, not trying to be difficult, but trying to to be an uh, an avenue of peace for the world, mm. and so I think that that's just kind of a, a n- natural growth. Yeah. Right. And so we're gonna whether it's a co- conscious thing or not. I think it's something that we do have to work on. Because even as a, as a Christian, who I think that I've I, I believe I've gone through this this uh, pro- process, that doesn't mean that. I've been there. I've done done that. Let's move move on. Oh, you know, okay. it's the it's it. There is a constant state of all of these things, right? Right. I have to be reminded from time to time that I am not uh, the amazing, awesome guy that I sometimes <laughs> think I am. Uh, Don't tell and, me that. I thought I'd reached a pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> That I have to be, you know, Paul needed the humbling. He needed the thorn in the flesh right. to humble him. Right. And so, and this was a man who was who was an apostle, right? He didn't. This was this was something that, as a Christian, uh, he acquired that gift that he didn't ask for. He didn't mm-hmm. want, want, want it, but he got it. And so, these are things that, even though we've gone through the process. Uh, these are still things that we have to uh, co- consciously uh, do and pr- pursue on a regular basis. And, you know, if if your hunger for uh, your hunger and your thirst for righteousness is satiated, where you think that you don't need that anymore, then then I don't. I would argue you never had it. Yeah. Uh, mercy is not a natural thing that we as humans have, you know, we want it, but it's hard for us to give it exactly like we feel justified when we get it, but we, we also want to give out justice. We want to give people what they deserve. Exactly. And so, and we want to be able to work things out. We have a problem in our lives and we, we, we try to fix it in our own way, uh, but we need to re, re, remember that we can't do this on our own. So mm-hmm. there, there's always going to be this this emptying pro, pro, process in the filling uh, pro, pro process. It never it never really stops. It's kind of it's one of those sine waves. It's it's yeah. going to be one. You know, it's going to be something in our life is gonna is gonna pop up at some point, uh, and we're gonna fail. Right. We're, we're not going to be the 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 Christian uh, that God w- w- wants us to uh, be. And so we have to remind ourselves of these things like this is not 
the right attitude that I need need to have. This is not the right perspective that I need to to have to this particular situation or to this particular person. I need to change. Uh, And so while, again, I think these are, like like we said before, these are things that you have to do in order to become a Christian, but these are also things that you have to work on and maintain uh, to be able to maintain your walk on that right path. So what that makes me wonder about is the first few Beatitudes. You're, you're suggesting these, the second half, the merciful, pure in heart, peacemaker. These are not like a, a checklist item, but they're going to be cyclical. I'm going to continue to grow as a mercy giver. I'm going to continue to grow. Will I do that with the first ones? You know, will I continue to revisit and consider my spiritual poverty uh, all the way through to hungry and, th- and thirsting? Or is that a one-time yeah. action where I I already did that and I became a Christian, so now I'm done no, with No, again, kind of going b- back to, like like I was saying, with, with, with Paul. You know, he needed a hum- humbling uh, in order to uh, to get him in the state of mind that he needed to be in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think from time to time, uh, you know, as cr- cr- Christians, we can think that, you know, I'm good. Everything is good. Uh, I don't need to work on myself or my, 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 uh, f- family. Paul needed a humbling. And so I think we all need that from time to time. Yeah. We all need to remember what our place is, especially when things are going good, right? Yeah. When yeah. we're when when things are good in our life and things just seem to be on the right path, uh, sometimes we need to be, you know, and and we forget to do, you know, we think like, oh, I I I'm so good right 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 now. I study a lot tonight. I'm gonna put that aside, and I'm just gonna have some me me, me time or. Or I'm not gonna, you know, have that time with the the family. I'm not gonna study. I'm not gonna go to church to tonight because I'm tired. Because we think that it's okay because my spiritual state is that that I can I can do those things, you're, right? You're stinging me right now. And so <laughs> it's one of those things where from time to time it's good to be re- reminded that that we can't do it on our own. Yeah. And when we try, when we try to do apply our own think think so's and our own ideas outside of what God has prescribed for us, we need to have that check and balance to, to get us on the right path. Uh, there will be difficulty in, in life. There will be hardships. And when, when we just think things are going smoothly and we're not prepared for the next speed bump when we're not prepared for the next uh, tr- trial uh, it'll make it difficult and so we can have the blessedness this joy in any s- situation that we have when we're cu- cultivating these these character uh, qualities and so mm-hmm. I think like you said I think that it is c- cyclical we we need to to have an an emptying in order to to be filled with Christ, and that's something that we need to uh, to constantly be doing. Now, that again, that that also, I'm not suggesting that we need to to you know self flagellation where we 
Right. We, we, we <laughs> beat ourselves on a daily basis of how terrible we, we are and how w- w- worthless we, we are. But again, we, we do need, we do need to have an understanding. We have to understand how doomed we are in order to really fully understand how great the grace of Christ is. Oh, yes. We have to understand, you know, how bad it will be when we do things on our own for us to really appreciate uh, what Christ and what God has done for us. Mm. And so that's that self-emptying process. It's not always a, I'm a terrible person. I'm worthless. It's, it's, Without God, I'm nothing, and I'm so grateful for what mm. he has done. Mm. Well said. Well said. On the spot, and you just came up with that. It's like <laughs> you're, you're a preacher or something. Oh, oh i got this thorn right here. Now. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so some of the things you were talking about, like when times are good, it's easy for us to assume we've kind of uh, got it all figured out, right? So this whole being merciful, being pure in heart, being a peacemaker. It comes easy whenever yeah. things are going well for us. And again, uh, Jesus is the master orator and the master organizer of his sermons because he takes it in the scriptures to when times get bad. Yeah, That's kind of how it ends. So it's like it starts out bad, you're, you're spiritually impoverished, and then it's gotten good because now suddenly we have we're so filled with Christ that we can be merciful, we can be pure in heart, we can be peacemakers, and in, as a result of those, we get mercy, we'll see God, we'll be called sons of God. But then there's these final beatitudes, and it's it's almost like when we've fully equipped ourselves in Christ, we should be prepared for how others are going yeah. to respond, right? Yeah. When when you've when you have successfully applied. Uh, all of these things to your life, uh, you will successfully irritate the world, mm. right? Uh, you will condemn them. Uh, well, they will feel condemned uh, by your righteousness, the the righteousness that you receive from, from Christ. They'll see your life, and they'll feel a sense of resentment. They'll feel a sense of uh, disdain. They'll think that, that that you're better than they are, right? And so there comes the the, the, the persecution, uh, and I think that it's. I don't want to say it's. It's tough. It's tough to know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing the best that you can, and the world will reject it. Uh. But that's kind of, that's the way the world is. That's that's the way the Christian life life is. You know, too often when people become a, a cr- Christian, they have this this sense of things will be, you know, fine, right? I'll, I'll I'm r- 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 rubber and you're glue, right? Everything you say bounces off me and sticks to, <laughs> to, to you. You feel this invincibility. But when we become a Christian, that there's a new set of difficulties that will come on because of the world's re- reaction to your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that you really don't understand until you get to that point and the difficulty that it is in order to to be the people who God w- wants us to be. It's it's a tough road, uh, and it's not for the faint. It's not for the w- 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 weary, uh, and particularly it's not for those who are filled with themselves. Ah, uh, yes. So that kind of, again, that, that n- n- natural flow, the self-emptying, filling with, with God, uh, and then you're you are pre- pre- prepared for s- s- service. Uh, we're prepared to be able to take on the difficulties. We're prepared to take take on the 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 the, the world, uh, if 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 you will, hmm. and to be able to have that that contentment and that satisfaction to to bring us through it. Because again, when when you've applied these things to your life, you have uh, you stand out, right? We're we're peculiar pe- pe- people. We're light to, to to the world, so we are a light, and people see us. But we're also a p- peculiar group, right? And so right. people see the difference in us, uh, and that in and of itself, they 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 feel. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? They feel judged by uh, who we are. Right, right. It makes me think of in John chapter 3 about how light, whenever it shines into darkness, the darkness it does not respond with just, you know, by shrinking away and uh, not trying to stand up for itself. It says in verse, let's see, John chapter 3, verse 19, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light because, of their, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. Yeah. And so, yeah, there is a discomfort, not in our hateful presentation, because it's not hateful, mm-hmm. not in our physical violence because we're not violent but there is a pain in being exposed for what you are and it's like we went through that process we we exposed the inner self to the light and we realized that we were empty and and everyone's going to be exposed to that light the difference is we were willing to say i am empty yeah and I need to be filled, whereas they're unwilling to make that claim. Yeah, and in, in a very for, for for those who may be having difficulty understanding this, in a very pr- pr- practical way, it's you know when you're in school and your friends say, "Hey, let's go watch this m- 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 movie," and you say, "No, that's not s- s- something that I want to expose myself to." You know, they see that as. Oh, you think you're better than yeah, me? Yeah, it's like a personal attack. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel the same way. Like the, the times that I've that this has happened the most is usually when somebody is offering an activity or or something that I I don't want to engage in, and all I would say is I can't do that. I don't. Maybe it's I don't drink. Sorry, I'm not going. Or I'm not gonna. I I don't want to listen to this joke. And we talk about something else. And even even though I'm trying to make that boundary of what I can't do, they take it as a threat to what 
suddenly they're doing. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Well, here we are at the end of the Beatitudes. Uh, if you were to summarize or if there were a final thought, what would you want to share with our listeners as, as we walk away from this conversation? I, th- I think kind of where we, we started was that, that God has a concern for our hearts. Obedience is important. It's required. There are things that we must do. But we do have to cultivate the right heart, the right attitude towards those those things. It wasn't, uh, you know, God is is very concerned again with our hearts. Uh, He's not looking for people who can just do things on the outside. He wants people who love Him. Mm -hmm. He wants people who are willing to devote everything to him to give up their lives to take to take on him uh and so really what what he's saying is is kind of the you know the greatest commandment to to love me with your whole heart with your your whole being with your whole self with your whole mind uh with your whole strength you know with with every part of who we are mm needs to love God. Mm. It's not just the outside, but it's an a- attitude that we have to to t- take on. It's it's and it's so important uh, because without it, uh, we can't be who He wants us to be. We can't be y- y- useful to Him, uh, and ultimately, Oh, uh, ultimately, we we can't make it to to our great reward mm. without the without the proper a- a- attitude uh, that he needs us to have that we need to have. And this is why this section is a revolution of the heart. Yeah, and it has to start here. It has to start here. You can't get to verse eleven until you start in verse three, mm-hmm. and it all begins here. Yeah, yeah. Well, brother, thank you for coming in. Yeah, and good. Uh, you know, Godspeed in your new work because this is a big life change coming up, and so I just want all our listeners to who are going to be hearing this uh, to be praying for you, praying for April, your wife, and for your two children, and uh, for for the co- congregation down there, in San Antonio. Yeah, Dundora Avenue is uh, embarking on a new work with you in, in the months ahead. So God bless you, brother. Thank you. I'm very thankful indeed for Brother Wesley and for the work that he does. Grateful for this conversation as well. Hopefully, uh, as time goes along, I'll have him back on semi-regularly to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. I I, I think it's a special sermon of Jesus, and uh, I think Wesley's done a really great job of starting to lay the, the foundation of this sermon series out. So thank you, brother. All right, everybody. Hopefully... Uh, We'll have more content coming out week by week, so check back and subscribe. Leave me a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you utilize, and uh, that's really helpful for me for the analytics and getting the show to other people. So take a minute, if you haven't already, and uh, subscribe and leave a five-star review if you like it. So until next week, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. See you soon.